Introducing the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast with New York Times bestselling author, Christine Carlson. With 25 million copies in print, learn how the Don't Sweat Wisdom can help you achieve greater mental health and better communication with your family, friends, and coworkers from a beloved teacher. Rediscover your passion, joy, and self-compassion to awaken your most vibrant life. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Don'ts with the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you about one of my favorite topics, and that is how to practice an attitude of gratitude, not only in your everyday life, but when things really aren't going so well. I have a bunch of stories to share with you today and just thoughts about gratitude. I have no notes today, so I just want you to know that This is going to be a very organic conversation um, about gratitude, and I'm just going to allow my consciousness to open up and see what comes. So let's begin as we do every podcast with a golden pause. Let's just take a few moments to sit comfortably and breathe and get really tuned into your heart, tuned into your body, tuned into your breath, feeling that sense of peace and center and calm. So just breathe in really deeply through your nose. And as you do so, expand your chest, expand your belly, allow your rib cage to fill with pure sunlight, pure golden sunlight. And as you exhale, let go of anything that is tension in your body, any anticipation, any anxiety, anything from your day, just let it all go. Breathe in love. Let go of fear. Breathe in gratitude. Letting go of all the things that don't serve you any longer. And one more deep breath. Oh, doesn't that feel so good? It feels so good to just get really, really present in our bodies, really present in our breath. And as you open your eyes, or if you're driving, just notice how much more present you feel. So talking about having an attitude of gratitude, you know, one of the um, most expressive means of gratitude is actually when you feel joy. When you feel that just unexplainable, great feeling for, you know, there doesn't have to be even any reason for it, but that is a true expression of being grateful for the present moment and being grateful for what's happening in your life. And it really behooves any of us not to be more present in our lives because presence is one of the keys to experiencing true gratitude and true joy. It's very, very difficult, not impossible, but very, very difficult to be super immersed in the present moment and to experience anything but peace anything but bliss, because it's our thoughts 
about our reality. It's our thoughts that are dictating our experience of moving away from the present moment. It's our thoughts about what we may be regretting from our past, about what we didn't do, about what didn't happen in our, in our favor yesterday. It's our thoughts of fear about the future. It's, it's our thoughts of anticipation about what we don't know about um, moving into the unknown that creates anxiety and separation from the present moment. But something truly magical happens when we align with the vertical moment, when we align in complete presence, and we can fill our experience not with our thoughts, not with our daydreams, not with our projects, not with our goals, but just with a feeling of joy. Now, I used to hear these things and read about these things, and I studied all sorts of forms of religion from Hinduism to Buddhism. And, you know, I grew up in a Christian home, so I was well versed in Christianity. And, you know, I, I never really understood what it felt like to sit and really be with um, the presence of a tree or really be with the presence of the sky. And I didn't really know any of this until after. Um, my beloved passed and it was like a fire hose hit me square in the face. I mean, I'm telling you square in the face. And suddenly I woke up, suddenly I woke up to seeing a much more vibrant world. And I thought to myself, Oh my God, you've been sleepwalking. You've been sleepwalking through life. What, what have you been doing? You've just been closing your eyes and, and your heart and, and your soul to this amazing experience that's right here, right now. Now I quickly learned in grief that presence was the only place that felt really safe for me because I was in such enormous pain of separation from Richard, such enormous pain in my thoughts about all of it, about not ever seeing him in body again, about never being able to hold him again, about never being able to make love with him again, about never being able to laugh, just simply laugh with him again. It broke my heart. It completely broke my heart. But I want to tell you, because of my gratitude, my heart was broken completely open. It was a moment sitting at our fireplace, just maybe hours, maybe 24 hours after he died. I sat at our fireplace as the fire crackled early that winter morning, just less than a day after knowing that Richard was not coming home. And I remember having a talk with myself and it went something like this. It went, Chris, this is only going to go two ways for you. I could see those two ways. I could see one way was going to be the path of just laying in bed and pulling the covers over my head and, and not wanting to come out, not wanting to see the light of day. And then I saw the other path. 
And while I didn't know what grief was going to be like, and I didn't know what the journey ahead was going to be, I saw myself standing erect and powerful, like the spiritual warrior that I am. And I was angry, and I was grief-stricken, and I was heartbroken. But I knew that my path was to live, and I knew that I had been given so many blessings in my life. And while I wasn't grateful for this experience, what I did was refer to all of the amazing blessings that my life had held. And I said to myself, Chris, look at all that you've been given. This is a tragedy in your life. There's no doubt about it. This is a tragic, tragic moment. It's an unplanned and unforeseen event. It will change the trajectory of your life, but you will live a blessed life again. You will do that because you know how to, because you've done it before and Richard taught you how. You learn together and I knew that it was going to be my path to carry on. And just even having that conversation and being able to refer to the blessings of my life. It's as my great friend Karen Selmanson says that when you can see the lesson in, in everything, then you have the blessing. I love that. She's such a wordsmith, the blessing. I definitely knew that this time period was going to hold great lessons for me. I knew that it had to. I knew that this time period would have to be worth a thousand years of my soul's growth. But it was the realizing the blessings of my life that helped me to step in, step into this new world that embraced grief, stepped into assisting my children who were both at tender ages of 14 and 17 at the time, helping them step in to this new life that embraced grief so that we could heal. So having an attitude of gratitude and a daily practice is extremely helpful, right? Like to facilitate and foster joy in your life on a daily basis is extremely helpful to when you have to live the big stuff. And also, you know, we talk about that principle of moods, you know, how we have high moods and low moods. When I notice that I'm in a low mood, Rather than engage in all of my low mood thoughts, as soon as I notice that my mood is low, I shift my perspective to having an attitude of gratitude. I shift my perspective to thinking about three things that I'm really, truly grateful for. Now, sometimes thinking isn't enough and I pull out my journal and I begin to write about them. And I begin to write about all of the amazing things that are happening in my life right now. Because then ultimately what that does is it overshadows the negativity that for some reason I've bought into. I've had this thought attack about something negative going on in my life. Now we've all had that experience about having um, some sort of problem, some sort of big problem on our minds. And, you know, it could be going on for a week or two or even a year. And then suddenly something happens and you get good news, and that problem just all but disappears, right? It completely disappears. 
Well, I recently had the experience of going in for a mammogram, for example, and my mammogram came back and the doctor told me that he wanted to do a biopsy because there was some fuzzy stuff in the picture. And, you know, immediately your mind, my mind, and just like everybody's jumps to cancer, you know, I'm like, oh my God, I could have cancer. And so for two weeks, while I was waiting to have um, this test, this biopsy test done, I had to really spend a lot of time referring to all of these lessons I'm talking about, to this practice of gratitude and really focusing on all of the things that I had to be grateful for in my life so that the overshadowing of this proposed problem, this supposed problem, which I kept telling myself it's nothing until it's something. It's really nothing, Chris. They don't know what it is. You don't know what it is. Don't go there. I kept talking to myself this way and practicing this and practicing all the things that I was grateful for to keep my mood high, to keep myself in a place where I could enjoy and live my life while I was going through this waiting period. Well, I'm really, of course, happy to tell you that um, I don't have cancer, and it was really wonderful that they checked. And moreover, it was a great opportunity for me to practice what I'm sharing with you today. And that is that when you can focus on what you're grateful for, no matter what your circumstances, it's a way in which you can live in a state of happiness and connect it to your joy, no matter what happens in your life. And I'm going to end there by saying, I hope you come back and listen more to this podcast. Some of them will be more structured than others, but many of them will be conversations just like this. Much love. Thanks for listening to Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff with New York Times best-selling author, Christine Carlson. Visit christinecarlson.com and learn about her brand new What Now program, a 10-week mentorship course guiding you to your most vibrant life.